Welcome to the Tim Hill Podcast. If you have the time, you can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you. The Tim Hill Thirsty Thursday live stream from 7 until 9 weekly. Here's your host, Tim Hill. Right, back to tonight. <laughs> so we've had some thinking time to get a question. <laughs> <laughs> Has anyone got the answer? <laughs> I, think, I think there are many, many answers. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so, um, what was I doing? I've lost, I've lost the plot. Where am I going? What am I doing? No, the um, question was, how do we encourage people to that's it. check in if they're not ready to open up to somebody that they don't really know or they maybe not feel fully comfortable in that moment and they recognize that yeah, something's off and I really don't want to talk about it right now. Are you able to verbalize that? Generally speaking, when we're in that space, when we are dealing with an issue, we don't really have the ability to say, I don't, I, I don't know about you guys, but I don't necessarily have the ability to say, just don't talk to me right now <laughs> or leave me alone <laughs> because I'm so in my, I really go internal. I very much retreat into myself and say, I'm I'm just surviving. I'm doing what I can. And for me, it works when my husband says, how are you really? And yet I have noticed people who say, you know, they're like, mm, you know, I'm getting through. If they give me that kind of an answer the second time I ask, I often just let them know I'm here for you. If you find that you need something or if you find that you need to talk, I am absolutely open and able and ready. I will make the time to be there for you. You just let me know. I just let them know that it's it's an open offer. It's an open invitation because sometimes we have to get out of those woods just a little bit before we can accept the offer from someone else. Yeah. There you go, Tony. Yes, the, 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 the topic is self-care and it's all about identifying in oneself if you're having problems and, and we're going to look at where you can go to get some help. So there you go. Yeah. So where can we go to, to find that help? Mm. What improvements uh, can we do in the mental health area? So we've got some, we've got some things coming in now. Mm. That's, That's a yeah. really big question. That is a, <laughs> that is a big question. Yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I, I guess the first thing you've got to do is, is identify that you've got the problem. And and it and it'll be your problem. It won't be anybody else's. And then once you've identified you've got a problem, where'd you go to get some help? I, how's I, how's the best way of going forward with help? So I, I and this this is a tricky one because I think that when you are dealing, I mean, I've had very close um, people I've dealt with mental health they can be in a point where it is, um, it's scary. It's a, it's a very unknown volatile time. If they were for them to decide that they are at a point where they need help, sometimes that doesn't happen because they don't see it as a problem or they don't see it as, or, or it's the mindset of no one gets me. No one gets me because obviously there's something wrong with me. So part of me, I, and I don't know the answer. I'm not a mental health expert. I also just, we, I think we have to be mindful with labels. 
that there's, because I do believe mental health affects every single person in some way, shape or form in their life. So I, I really like to steer clear of, of labeling it as a problem. And the second part of this that's a challenge is I believe that a lot of, um, what, depending on where you are in the world, all I can comment in is from Canada right now and in Ontario, like our healthcare system has taken a major, major hit from the pandemic. And we, where we did not have a lot of available resources before, we have far less now. Mm. And so I think that that gets even harder because we've been in a position where we've had to look and search for resources for a family member. And it was really hard to find then. And then you get them to that point and they have to 100% consent to be there. Mm -hmm. Or they then can be in a space. It's like, well, we can't get your doctor's appointment in two weeks or we can get you to. And I'm like, okay, no, this is crisis now. So I, I don't have an easy answer that way. What I can say is that um, from Ontario, Canada, we have a number of crisis hotlines that, in my opinion, have been instrumentally helpful at critical times, like beyond helpful. So I am grateful for those sources of support because we all know that people don't struggle with problems between 9 and 5 or 9 and 4 p.m. And that's just not when things happen. They like the crisis points happen in the middle of the night. They happen on the weekends when people are even more isolated. So I know those resources I can speak firsthand have been incredibly helpful. Hmm. Just want to put up a quick comment that uh, that Tony's coffee house has put up. Um, thank you very much, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've done our best <laughs> to get to get a knowledgeable and very very knowledgeable panel together. I'd like to jump in on that answer if you don't mind. Thanks, Tony. <laughs> um, the improvement that I think has to happen is no matter where you are in the world is this societal destigmatization of mental health and it starts with each individual saying it's okay i'm depressed it's okay i'm struggling it's okay that things are not optimal in this moment the more that we talk about it the more that we acknowledge that it is real that every single human being deals with it on some weight level throughout their lives um the easier it is to talk about the easier it is to find help because more people are openly searching for it i also believe that Waiting until we're in crisis is not necessarily the time to find the doctor that we can talk to. I think that if we shop around, I'm air quoting, uh, shop around for a talk doc, a counselor, someone that we can go to with issues before we're in crisis, that when we are in crisis, you've already got that relationship. You've already got somebody that you can go talk to because you have destigmatized the fact that you struggle and just need somebody to talk to. We can do that work if we decide that we're worth it and it's not a bad thing to need a little help. Every single one of us needs help. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Me included. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I need loads of help, particularly on a Thursday, Thursday. We all do. <laughs> we all do. Yeah, for, for for England, so for for the UK, Tim. Um, I think yeah. so. Uh, uh, basically, it's it, it kind of boils down to um, 
knowing how to recognize um knowing where to go and knowing that there's no shame in in actually going to that place or to that resource um uh, I know that mind uh, the mental health charity they're trying to push the government to fund um the fund the hubs campaign which is making sure that there are is a, a place available at schools for children uh, and it's a mental health hub it's going to be like a government provided hub which is going to be a safe place for students to go at that age um it it it, it affects um the male and female students differently um but it, but it, it's a very very volatile time for a child with the pressure of what they've got to achieve at school push the pressure of just knowing how to be a, a social person and 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 how how they work you have the, you have people you know kids test out bullying just to see how it works out for them and this is just the cruel nature of, of the way life is and the people unfortunately that are on the receiving end and want to get out of it you know it, it, it affects the the people that are befriend the bullies you know and they see the bully and it affects them as well so you know they but they don't have anywhere to go so they're kind of stuck with being stuck with the the the, the confused kid who's trying to test out the, the bullying mechanic and things like that um yes i, I think there is a a, a massive shortage when it comes to the resources that are available. I think that seems to be a global um, problem, essentially. Um, but again, I think my attention just needs to be probably hitting um, the, the school age. Um, I think it's interesting to me that we make PA, we make physical education a compulsory subject for schools you know primary school and secondary school you hit third year secondary school that's i know it's different years now because i'm you know I'm, I'm getting ancient even though i don't look it yet but, <laughs> but we have when i was a senior school it was like first year second year third year and now it's year seven eight nine so when you get to year nine you have to take your options so you pick which subjects you're going to do but pe you've got no choice in it you've got to do pe so there should be a mental health group that is compulsory for kids to be encouraged and to destigmatize essentially for when they get out of school to know this isn't a strange thing because i've been talking about my mental health and the and the crap that i've had to go through and the, and the stuff that i've seen at school and i've talked about it with a group and now i know that there's no shame in it and now out in the real world at work and now i know i can talk to my colleagues about it and i think another one of the problems we get is is going back to what Marsha was saying. When you when you're going through a mental health, I don't want to say it, when you're going through a mental health, when you're suffering from bad weather, you take the bad weather as the world that you're in. You're not able to separate from it, and so sometimes it's not so much the fact that there is shame in admitting that there's something going on. It's that sometimes we're not able to separate the fact that there's the world that we're in and the situation that we're in and the problems that we have, but then there's the mental health associated with it and the kind of separate things in a way, but we're not able to see it as being separate from the situation that we're in. So when we're going through massive depression, we think, talking personally from personal experience, we think that this world that I am in is massively depressing. 
Mm-hmm. It's not the fact that, okay, I'm in a bit of a shitty situation now and I'm depressed about it. It's I'm stuck in this massively depressing world and I need to get out of it or, you know, there's no way out. Who do I, There's no point me talking to anyone because it's just a depressing world. And it's not that that's the case. It's the fact that I'm depressed about the world at the minute or I'm depressed about my situation and it's not necessarily the same thing. So getting that... Um, message out i think is something that will help improve as well can i chris that's fantastic like i think that's a that's great advice i love the whole mental weather like just the the way you simplified that i i think it's so valuable for so many people and i love the concept that it needs to be something that's talked about at a much younger age when I often think of, um, for example, like even in our position, I there are times I wish that we could openly have kids see a counselor or a therapist from a young age to normalize that it's not it's okay. Like I've seen one multiple times in my life and at very big crisis times. And so because we don't talk even about that, it seems like there must be something wrong with you if you're doing that. Mm. I think we could normalize that from a very young age that it's like, this is what you're feeling. Those feelings are normal. It's normal. And this is something that you could do to support yourself. So I think introducing that at a younger age just normalizes more of this approach. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And that can be in the school system. It can be in the home. It can be on so many different levels where kids are exposed to the fact that it's okay to have any kind of mental weather and Hmm. let's express it instead of hide it because emotions have historically been something that we all tamp down and hide instead Mm -hmm. of sharing, this is where I'm at right now. I'm feeling a little sad. I'm feeling a little depressed. I'm feeling a little stuck and frustrated, whatever that is that we're in where we've been, a lot of us have been taught to smooth it over, add a little sugar coating and not fully express where we're at and how we are. And that does a disservice to us and our kids and our grandkids. And, and in general, it just keeps perpetuating that cycle of anything that's not, I'm fine is not right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Tony's coffee, coffee house has just popped in another one. Let me read of that. Life Mm-hmm. Counselors and a strong education for treatises. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you guys have seen um, about teachers recently, but mm-hmm. what they're teaching in schools isn't what they taught us mm-hmm. back in the day. I think they are far too leftist. Mm-hmm. They're, they're in. They're in. Just take the. The climate crisis. The climate's always happened. If these climate activists, I'm just going off script slightly, but there's a point to this. The climate activists just focus in on the bit that that they can. um, What's it called? They they can. um, Lost the word. That they that they they can make it really really sort of a crisis, but if you speak to a, an actual environmentist who looks at a longer picture, they can dispel everything that these climate activists are coming out with, 
and and the climate has, has ever since the, the 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 planet's been here, ever since Earth's been evolved, has had these cycles, and we're just going through a cycle of moment. You look at last summer. Last summer in particularly in the UK was wet and miserable for most of it. You go back to 1976 when we last had a, a heat wave similar to this. I mean, the the one back then lasted, I think it was about seven or eight weeks. And it was like this for seven or eight weeks. But we didn't have the uh, the climate activists saying that we're all doomed, that the world's coming to an end, it, 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 we're going to fry ourselves. The were there. The winter. The winter. <laughs> coming all right we might have a dry winter this year but next next summer we might be soaking wet again so what they're teaching kids in school is the doom and gloom the, the crisis that the, 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 they're all going to die before they get old and i think that's that's one of the things that they need to educate the the educators because they are giving the wrong information to our kids they are giving them leftist thoughts that that they're not going to they're not going to grow up to to have a a um a life mm. and that in itself is, is going to damage them and what they've gone through in the last 2 years i mean mm. you, you imagine in a class when they did manage to go to school and they're like that and all they've seen is a teacher like that. They're all muzzled up. You're not seeing facial expressions. There's a, there's a whole, there's a couple of years worth of kids that have gone through not being able to pick up on facial expressions, not being able to speak correctly because they can't see people's mouths moving and stuff like that. And that's going to come back and bite us in years to come. So, the point I'm trying to make is that the education in schools needs to change from the, the narrative that they're trying to push at the moment. Um, so they need to look at what they're teaching kids about particularly mental health first aid, mm. to, to give them the tools to be able to cope with not a crisis that's going on. And they need to change that narrative. I can't say too much about the environmental stuff because I'm that's not my expertise. Um, but yeah, I think I think teachers generally. I don't know if it's the same in in the states or in uh, or anywhere else, but I think they're generally given safeguarding courses currently. So in the safeguarding courses, they're taught to maybe spot certain things, but I think it's more to do with the um, the kind of. Um, uh, the protection of of youths um sort of protecting them from you know signs of abuse and neglect things things like that um but yeah i think maybe um giving them uh, uh, more information to that arsenal to be able to educate the kids to you know encourage a little bit of a a little bit of a how are you doing and a how are you doing really at the beginning of a class just to get them used to experiencing that and you know how do you how do you feel about the class 
at the end of a class, how are you coping? How was your homework? How are you managing? Are you, are you, are you worried about getting your homework done? I mean, problem is, there's a lot of teenagers are just like, Ugh. you know, they don't want to, <laughs> they don't want to really share that because of the, because obviously, basically the, the, the stigmas and things that we experience as adults are probably amplified tenfold at that age. So a stigma that we, an embarrassment that we'll feel at 41 is probably amplified 10 times to a kid who's 14 and 15. So mm -hmm. it's it's kind of even more of a barrier that they have to push through because the the making this that that finding that place in the social environment that they're in and amongst the other kids is is crucial at that age. The brain is really trying to figure out and the brain actually for example, for 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 female for females, and as a non-female, I know I'll, I'll be careful. So, but so just jump in, just do jump, do do jump in though. But obviously, from from the from the the you know the many 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 years ago when we sort of lived in the you know hunter gatherer age. The, the females, it was very important for them to protect the young and to form a really, really, have that really, really strong community bond formed because it, you know, there was there was strength in numbers and it helped protect the young and it formed this really strong community. Um, and this, uh, this ge um, genetical is the right word, I don't know, but this, this, this need has continued to today's age. Um, to the extent that when, when a, a person of you know for a girl of fourteen and fifteen is uh, excluded from a group, which could be for by bullying, or it could be, um, you know, or maybe she's just getting picked on, or maybe it's like, oh, I don't like that that your hair, or I don't like the 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 shirt that you're wearing, or something like that, or the, a boy will pick on her, and she feels that excluding. Well, the brain has evolved to actually, in a way, kind of punish the girl to encourage her to form a stronger bond. So it, it kind of releases, I don't know if it's a de depression hormone, but it releases a kind of hormone that makes the girl feel bad, but also encouraged to do something about it to make that bond stronger. And that, that's how, that is how crucial it is. And, and for boys, that doesn't affect them as much because the boys are kind of more they've naturally evolved to be more of a kind of a loner. So that exclusion doesn't affect them quite in the same way, even though they'll go through the, the bad moods and things. But that is like how, how it is, how it is amplified so much. Cause that is the age where your brain is physically learning how to become a part of a group and how like everything is amplified. Stigmas are like amplified and being bullied is like the effects. If, if, someone was bullying me at 41 i know i'd be pretty ticked off but at 14 and 15 that is like amplified 10 20 times and and so what they're going through plus it's it's experience relative to age as well so i've seen a lot at 41 i've crashed cars and had all sorts of stuff happen at 15 you know if you've had a healthy upbringing you, you kind of haven't really had much bad happen really so being bullied is is more of a big deal um so i think that a, a awareness of that so we can train teachers to provide information about what's going on um might help i, I do raff, waffle on don't i <laughs> just 
Right, just going to take a, a quick break because we're coming up to the hour. We've been at this an hour. It's flown by. It's, where's that gone? Where's the last hour gone? Just like to say hi, Sylvia, uh, for clicking the like. Um, right, going to do a quick bit of housekeeping. So, 1st of September, we've got a rugby special coming up. We're going to uh, talk about the regimental rugby, and we're also going to talk about the upcoming premiership season. And I'm hopefully going to get some some experts in, and we'll have a parlay about that. We'll have a couple of hours talking about rugby. The eighth of uh, the eighth of September, archaeological special. That's going to be a fascinating one. You would, you don't want to miss that. Pop it in your diary. Thirsty Thursday, seven till nine, British summer time, and then. Uh, and then the big one at the end of September is Veterans Mental Health. And we're going to try and focus in on our next subject. But we're going to do that one on there. So that's that's what we've got coming up. So if you can click the old like button, let us know you're here. Pop a, a question in the, the chat box to let us know that you're... you're a, You've got a question, and our next subject that we're going to spend a bit of time looking at is something that I think most of us have uh, experienced at some stage in our lives. So we're going to look at suicide, suicide awareness, and um, the effects of suicide on others. So that's the, the next set of questions. I know it's a tough subject. I know it's going to be a difficult one. Um, I certainly might. If I might get, I might get a bit emotional. Um, anyway, we'll worry about that as we go through. <laughs> That's what we're going to look at. Okay, we're, we're just going to try and identify um, signs and, and and symptoms of people that aren't feeling particularly well, and, and uh, they're looking at maybe doing something daft. So, suicide awareness. The Tim Heal Thirsty Thursday live stream from 7 until 9 weekly. Welcome to the Tim Heal podcast. If you have the time... You can not only listen to the episodes, but you can also watch all the shows and you'll find the links in the description below. Thank you.